Hello. Ron. Hello. I think he's off, Jerry. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, it's Dan. Hiya. Hello. He isn't on. I uh, oh. I called in. Okay. Something must be disconnected. Probably. <laughs> I I I know they had a lot of uh, uh, tropical storm type uh, stuff down there yesterday. Almost like a hurricane. Oh wow. And I I wonder if it knocked it out, knocked things out. But the show hasn't come on. I I I called in two two times so far. Okay, How you doing? this is my second time. I'm doing great. How's your wife doing? Well, she's she's a lot she's a lot better. Good. She's home and the chest cleared up now. All right, I'm back. Good. Yes. Well, what a what a what a, I'll tell you, Block Talk Radio is an incredible platform, but geez, they do have these glitches that drive me crazy. <laughs> oh my God! Let me go back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode two seventy three. Two hundred and seventy three. I did read the dis- disclaimer, and I read my attitude of gratitude, that gratitude is an attitude, and happiness is a lifestyle, and I mean that. And we will get on with the topic today, what is the canary in the coal mine, after we tell you about some interesting stuff about the flu, and maybe a little bit about coconut oil. But let's introduce again Dr. Jerry Smith. How are you, Dr. Jerry? Well, I was just telling uh, my good friend, I'm so damn depressed today. I got an email from my buddy. He had two hip replacements. My other buddy had two knee replacements. Another one had surgery for a torn ligament. I said, what the hell am I doing wrong? I'm probably not eating enough fat-free yogurt or getting enough flu shots. I'm 10 years older than my buddies, and I I have none of their problems. I can't understand it. I'm depressed. My God, what a problem to have. What a problem you have. I should have such a problem. <laughs> uh, that's a great problem to have, ladies and gentlemen, a testament to good, clean living uh, and trying to do what's right and stay away from all the adulterated products. Hey, how are you doing, Dr. Dan? I'm hanging in there. Good afternoon to both of you. How are you doing today? All right. We're doing great now that we're back online. And we're going to talk. Yeah, well, the sun's out. It's gorgeous, and we're lucky to be here. And I do have an attitude of gratitude about why we're here and what we're trying to do to bring to the listeners some information that they will not hear on mainstream press. We are not. We have no no real uh, advertisers. We we support this show ourselves. We advertise different. Uh, practices and pharmacies because they are such good people we want you to we want to get the name out there for you but uh, you will get what we think and between dr dan dr jerry and myself we have over 150 years of medical experience that really makes us old you know what so you know i had a call myself this week from a guy a really intelligent person who says I saw that you don't believe in flu shots, but guess what? I said, guess what? I said, what? He said, I'm going to get it anyway. I'm going to tell you what that does to me. That is incredible. You missed. Blew my my head off. (laughs) Now, I'm going to start out with something serious, and that is the Cochrane Independent Network of Researchers. The Cochrane's are 
databases in 130 countries. They strive to produce credible, accessible information that is free from commercial sponsorship and other conflicts, conflicts of illness. They do not, hear me, they do not take big pharma money. Therefore, their studies deserve attention when they're released. Now, wait you hear this, ladies and gentlemen. February 1st, 2018, this group released its latest findings on the flu vaccine. The scientists study randomized, controlled trials comparing the flu vaccine with placebo or no intervention. They included 52 clinical trials of over 80,000 people assessing the safety and effectiveness of flu vaccines in healthy adults. The studies were conducted between 1969 and 2009. The authors, ladies and gentlemen, found that flu vaccines probably reduced influenzas in healthy adults from 2.3% with no vaccination to 0.9% with vaccination. You know what that means? The difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated is 1.4%. In common terms, 71 people would need to be treated with flu vaccine to prevent one case of flu. In other words, the flu vaccine did nothing for 70 out of 71 who received it. That means the study found the flu vaccine failed. I need a drum roll. 99% of the time, how many of us could keep our jobs except the weatherman if we fail 99% of the time? (laughs) Now, that's the science of it, okay? But the other parts of it is, I was thinking, and I, and I talked to Dr. Jerry about this, why people would really want to get the flu shot when they see the science. I thought, well, maybe they want to help the CDC make their quota of money for the year. Or maybe they're deficient in mercury, formaldehyde, glyphosate, aluminum. Dr. Jerry will tell you about that. No, it's because they're getting a discount at the pharmacies on all items 20% off the day you get the flu shot. That's the reason. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought maybe uh, they get it at Walgreens or CVC for free, or they get their insurance to pay for it. And um, a lot of people say, I know it's toxic, but I want to get it anyway. I always got one. And I'm not stopping These are the people that have swallowed the blue pill. They're in the matrix. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't confuse me with facts or science. And maybe they own big pharmaceutical stocks in their IRA, so uh, they, want to, they want to make sure their stocks go up. And they say, well, the CDC will probably get it right this year. Well, they haven't yet, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if you're over 65, I have a special news announcement for you. This, this new special flu shot for seniors, it's entirely possible that the flu vaccines produced, especially for older individuals, are even more dangerous than the others. You mean the higher dose vaccine, Ron, correct? Exactly. What's okay. that? The higher dose vaccine that they, that they yeah. have out right now? Right. Okay. high dose vaccine. Guess what? Guess what it's been linked to? Low platelet counts. Did you hear that, Mr. Earl? High dose flu vaccine has been has a side effect of low platelet count, enlarged lymph nodes, allergic reactions, and the ever-present danger of Guillain-Barre syndrome. Modern-day mm. polio. So, you know, uh, it, 
I just can't. I, I get tongue-tied, and I and I, I really should have a duct tape available because, you know, these, these, these flu shots can cause heart attacks. Your doctor might warn you that coming down with the flu will up your odds of suffering a heart attack or stroke. Huh. That's a, the, the, I, I haven't heard one physician even know that that can happen. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, the real warning should be that getting a flu shot will increase your chances not only of a heart attack, but of a blood clot, and on top of that, it can cause heart-damaging inflammatory cardiovascular changes. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, why would you want a flu shot? Maybe Dr. Dr. Jerry can tell us why. <laughs> well, the bottom line is you're at risk if you have asthma, heart or lung problems, HIV, cancer, metabolic diseases, neurological conditions such as epilepsy, blood conditions such as sickle cell anemia, and obesity. And I was just looking at the statistics. The percentage of adults aged 20 and over with obesity and overweight is 71%. So theoretically, they should hold off on the flu shot. <laughs> Kidney and liver disease. <laughs> and, and the other thing, too, if you're a vegan, you shouldn't really take the flu shot because it has egg protein in there. So that vegans don't need egg, right? Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Well, let me tell you, Dr. Jerry, I took the time. Now we got an echo. Uh, I took the time to look at the Center for Disease Control, MMWR, which is the Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Mm-hmm. The ones that recommend. Are we still there? Am I still on? I hear you. <laughs> All right, that's good. Anyway, they're, they're the ones that recommend the flu shot. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven physicians that come up with this recommendation. One, two, three, four, five, six work for the CDC. Now you can you go think there's a conflict of interest. <laughs> why? Why would make you think that? Where are you? Are you, so, are you a paranoid <laughs> individual or something? No, I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people writing the the protocols and doing the research are the same ones that are selling the vaccines. Well, the CDC is a government organization, isn't it, Jerry? Absolutely not. It's an independent corporation, and they buy the, the vaccines from the flu manufacturers, and they sell them at a profit. That's why the number of vaccines you know, keep rising each year. Do you know that the Cochrane Report said that they're coming out with a new one in 2019? It's to prevent you from believing bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, not to belabor this, but the flu vaccine does not work. In fact, last year they were wondering why it was so ineffective way under 10%. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's probably it's like under 2%. They found that the virus that they injected into the egg was different than the virus that was cultured and put in the vaccine. It mutated that fast. Plus, look at all the preservatives that they're pumping into these darn things. There's thimerosal, ethyl mercury, has an affinity for nerve fibers, and it degenerates them as it migrates up the nerve. You know, they have antibiotics in there. So you wonder why you get uh, reactions to antibiotics? Because you're getting it in your flu shot. Uh, You know, they have uh, stabilizers, sucrose, sorbitol, and MSG. MSG is an 
a, an excitotoxin to the brain. The brain doesn't shut off. I mean, you talk about sleeping problems and uh, headaches and nausea and all these problems. It's a joke. Well, I'm going to get another serious matter that Dr. Jerry just point out, pointed out is this, the, the, how it affects your brain. There is a study out there that shows that flu shots can cause Alzheimer's disease. This report shows that people who received a flu vaccine each year for three to five years had a tenfold greater chance of developing Alzheimer's disease. Well, that's why your friend said he's going to get his flu shot every day, every year, because he don't he don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart guy. I love him like a, like a, like a brother. He said, "I'm going to get it anyway. I always get one." I mean, geez, and the man is brilliant. Oh well, uh, and the, the serious neurological conditions that it can cause are, are uh, can change your life. Guillain-Barre is the modern-day polio has the same type of symptoms. And getting multiple shots is very dangerous with different strains of viruses. And all those harmful ingredients that Dr. Jerry told you about, going into that mercury, the, you, you like Roundup. You won't have any, any weeds in your brain. Yeah, and the formaldehyde, how about that? That's a known carcinogen, absolutely known cancer-causing substance. And it's in there. And the reason why they put it in there, it prevents any bacterial contamination. Wow. But if you get enough flu shots like your friend, he should get a discount at the mortician by the time he, he goes. He made it Oh, gosh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to beat up this dead horse, but uh, it is pretty sad uh, that there's no discussions going on about uh, the flu shot and how even the Academy of uh, Pediatrics doesn't recommend certain flu shots this year, which blows my mind. But they are approved from six months of age and on. I mean, it's almost like, you know, get your flu shot and your statin and then get out into the world and get dumbed down. Well, did you read the, uh, according to the CDC, people under the age of 19 who are on aspirin therapy, as well as people taking steroids, on a regular basis, should also be vaccinated. Well, isn't that interesting? Because aspirin lowers the membrane resistance so that the virus spreads faster. <laughs> yeah, and it can cause low platelet count. How about that? That's right. It, if if you look at the MMWR, this morbidity report that's on the Internet as paid for by your tax dollars, it tells you it is contraindicated if you have a, an allergic reaction to any vaccine or any previous dose that you have a history of severe allergic reaction to any component. Well, that's going to be hard to find out. Uh, any kind of fever, history of Guillain-Barre. Yeah, you have Guillain-Barre, you're really going to go get another one. <laughs> history of severe allergic reaction to any component. Salicylate therapy. Concomitant aspirin or salicylate therapy is a contraindication according to the, the, the government's own reports. Oh. Don't get me started. I think I'm going to get a get an aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we we made the point, and uh, it, it is pretty sad uh, that we have to talk about this. Uh, that there's no uh, discussion, no critical thinking about these vaccines, and it's all about follow the money. And uh, you know, again, all we can do is give you the facts. You can check them out. And uh, then you make up your own mind and uh, and decide what you want to do. But, uh, you know, you can, what's that old saying? You can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. 
That's about what we can do, ladies and gentlemen. Just give you the facts as we see them, with our opinions, of course. And uh, I, I don't recommend flu shots. The, the they did tell Jerry, the, yeah, they did tell the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> when they said the vaccines are not recommended for babies under the age of six because it hasn't been proven safe in infants. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for that. I think that's under six months, Jerry. I don't, I don't even think they let them get a year old before they want to give them a flu shot. Six months. Yeah. All right. So, look, up in Philly, I was told that uh, there's some uh, doctor from uh, Harvard or whatever talking about the coconut oil and how dangerous it can be. Uh, just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh but there's a war on coconut oil because it's it's all natural and it has a lot of good effects. Uh, I think next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk a lot about coconut oil and and uh, just look up this physician uh, from Harvard and and see what he's saying about the uh, about coconut oil. Uh, it's got to be uh, fueled by uh, conflicts of interest. Uh, coconut oil. I mean, he's recommending, from what I understand, now don't quote me on this, but he's recommending canola and soy oil over coconut oil. I mean, I'm lost for words because coconut oil and soy oil are the most genetically modified oils you can you can use, and they're and they're poly they're unsaturated. I bet you he gets the flu shot every year. Mm -hmm. That's probably why. Yeah, connect the dots. Right. Yeah, just go ahead and connect the dots on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Well, all right. Let's just take a quick uh, moment. Uh, I have a son, and he's a chiropractor and a neurologist and a uh, uh, functional medicine practitioner. He does use uh, saliva tests for to test your hormones, and he can test it multiple times a day. Uh, he also has a cryotherapy unit, which uh, uh, gets you down to minus 270-some degrees uh, centigrade uh, to stimulate your immune system and get the endorphins flowing and relieve pain that's being used post-operatively by some orthopedic groups down here in Florida. And, and some of the martial, mixed martial artists are coming in to use it now so they can recover, uh, so they can uh, perform uh, quick again and get back to their training. Interesting uh, therapy, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, uh, you could look her up on the Internet. Uh, she's a Ph.D. who's done a lot of research on cryo. It does even reset your mitochondria and stops the telomeres from breaking. So uh, I'm going to run this, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about the canary in the coal mine. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. 
Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about cool cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the cool cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your cool cryo trial session. 239-658-COOL. 239-658-2665. Located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, cool cryo spa. Come chill with us. Okay. okay. Can, Can you hear, hear me? me? You're echoing. Yeah. We hear two runs. I don't know why. How about now? Same thing. Same thing. All right. We'll go back to the old-fashioned way. You got me, uh, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. sound good. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we were wanted to talk a little bit about the canary in the coal mine. And, uh, you know, the, it is the canary is the thyroid gland. It takes a beating with our modern-day living. There are 200 million people worldwide with thyroid-related illnesses. And undiagnosed thyroid conditions can lead to all kinds of uh, problems with your heart, osteoporosis, infertility. There are probably at least 15 million sufferers that even aren't are not diagnosed, and they 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 have high cholesterol and other other symptoms. So, uh, the thyroid is the gland, ladies and gentlemen. When you want to put your your pedal to the metal, is the one that kicks in your metabolism, gets your adrenals working, and gives you that energy. So that is really, in today's world, in my opinion, the canary in the coal mine, and we're going to try and connect some of the dots today uh, because it is also associated uh, with your mental health. Okay, so connecting the dots between physiological functions like cold hands and feet. If you have rain-out disease, you've got to get checked for thyroid disease. If you're depressed, if you have elevated cholesterol, if you're constipated, if your hair is thinning, if you're waking up in the morning with headaches, if you're having trouble losing weight. And and some doctors, some naturopathic doctors will say if your teeth are widely spaced apart. And that's, I'll, I'll let Jerry talk about that. I, I didn't hear this one before. That, that may be a sign that your, your uh, thyroid is not working. And mental health may seem convoluted, but... There is a direct, intimate relationship shared between the, the, the mental and physical parts of your body. And the thyroid is that canary, okay? In our fast-paced world here, our nutrient-depleted world, and it's filled with toxic substances, your thyroid gland may be the first to come under siege, okay? You may not feel the, the attack in your thyroid at first, but you may feel it in a change of mood, in a change in the way you think. So we don't talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about weight gain and thin hair and constipation. But the canary may be a change in your mood, a change in the way you think. Okay, I mean, we are exposed to so many uh, stress factors, including the endocrine disruptors, uh, uh, like phthalates, flame retardants, PCBs, B, uh, the, the the plastics, okay, that that just destroy us. How about one that Dr. Jerry always talks about, fluoride? 
Well, you know, that was once used to suppress over. It was once used to uh, treat hyperthyroidism, overactive thyroid. It interferes with multiple aspects of the thyroid gland. It disrupts its all normal physiology. It displaces iodine and depletes other minerals like selenium, okay? Critical for thyroid function. And recent research shows that fluoride in water increases your risk of thyroid illness by 30%. So with that introduction, uh, when a doc, Dr. Jerry Smith is, you know, he's, he's, he's got his uh, rubber on the road. He's still practicing. And I'm sure he sees people with the weight gain and puffiness uh, and low energy, uh, hearts problems, lethargy, digestive problems, hair thinning, dry and brittle nails. So, you know, you might be one of the 200 million people that have these symptoms, and maybe you should get tested for thyroid, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that and how the the traditional doctor is treating so-called normal tests in the blood when he's not, he does have, he has no clue what optimal uh, readings are. Let me get, let me get Dr. Jerry in here. Yeah, basically to answer your tongue uh, and the spreading teeth uh, issue, what happens when you have a low thyroid, the tongue enlarges. So it's acting as like an orthodontic appliance because it can't fit into the mouth. So it's putting gentle pressures against the, the uh, inside of the mouth. The teeth start to spread out. So they huh. opened up the spaces. Wow. You didn't think I knew the answer on that one, did you? Well, you know, if you didn't know it, I was going to be worried. I was going to be worried. Wow. But that's, that's a, that, that explains it, though. I mean, I, I, I've yeah. read it and I've seen it, but that, 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 that's the, the splinter. That explains the reason it happens. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, and why the thyroid is so um, beat up is with all this fancy dentistry that's being done, you know, root canals, um, surgery, implants, uh, materials that are restoring the, the, the holes in the teeth that are non-biocompatible, galvanic currents. It uh. all sets up for toxicity, which then gets picked up by the lymphatic system in the mouth and it drains directly uh, through the thyroid. So if you have tooth decay, infections, bleeding gums, all these poisons are getting right into your thyroid. It's going to suppress it. The average physician and most dentists don't realize that the dots are connected. Wow, that 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 that's really it's really uh, perfect Spooky. to this discussion. And and, and and these vaccines, I'm finding tetanus, especially why tetanus, I don't know, but I'm finding a lot of childhood tetanus vaccines literally trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid. I think there's specific receptors that trap certain molecules, but I find a lot, I, I'm finding glyphosate, Roundup, in the thyroid, um, <clears throat> pesticides, heavy metals, and medications that get trapped in the thyroid. And in your traditional doctor's they have no clue about these components. No, they don't. And and I wanted to ask you, Dr. Jerry, how about gluten? Have you experienced a gluten as a problem with underactive thyroids? Well, it's like anything else. It can set up an allergic reaction causing swelling and inflammation. So depending on what organ gets swollen, you know, if it's in your intestines, the pyre patches, the lymphatic tissue become ineffective because they're being compressed and, and the eosinophils can't function properly. So you can have, you know, a swelling from gluten, you know, causing the thyroid tissue uh, 
to be uh, underactive. So there's many. And the, re- and the reason I brought that up is because it, it's, it is known that people with celiac disease really have a lot of uh, uh, thyroid issues. And they, they well, cannot know, process gluten. That's an interesting point you brought up. I was listening to this Dr. Andreas uh, Kolker. He's a physicist over in Germany. And he was saying that celiac disease basically is coming from parasitic infections in the intestines. And when you clear up the parasitic infections, the celiac disappears. He also has cured 133 autistic children by getting rid of their parasites in the intestines, direct relationship. So any toxin in the intestine is going to get through the bloodstream into the thyroid, the thymus, the heart, the other organs, the brain, wreaking havoc. Well, can we connect the dots between the uh, thyroid and the adrenals? Because in my mind, they they are directly linked uh, through neurochemicals, uh, and, and the adrenals help us to, to respond to uh, every, the, all the demands we, uh, that are placed on our body. Well, absolutely, uh, because your, your thyroid governs the metabolism or the functioning of the cell. So when that goes weak, then the next backup organ is the adrenal glands. That's why people with low thyroids have a difficult time sleeping at nights, one of the reasons, because the adrenals kick in with the epinephrine, norepinephrine, uh, and, and it keeps you agitated and keeps you up all night. In addition, from all these infections, especially in the intestines, the histamine release from food wow. allergies and others also keep you up. Yeah, and, and that, 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 that's just, just great. I'm, I'm glad you, 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 you did connect those dots because I think when you test somebody for thyroid, you have to test for adrenal. Uh, your opinion? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, I yeah. think they do. And, you know, we talk, we didn't talk about birth control pills. Well we, well, we know there's so many chemicals out there that affect the thyroid that will eventually uh, make you depleted in cortisol, and then you have the adrenal stress factor. So um, one test that Dr. Jerry and I have talked about, and I'll let him talk about it again, it, a simple test to, to see whether you have thyroid disease and you can do it with a mercury thermometer the new uh electronic thermometers uh, so uh go ahead dr jerry tell, tell them how you advise your patients to test for their uh temperature yeah basically uh, as soon as you get up in the morning before you get out of bed you can put the old style thermometer under your armpit or you can use the new digital infrared thermometers that take a thousand readings a second it's called exergen and you you take a scan from the center of your forehead to the side of your scalp and with the forehead temperature you're you subtract one degree from that reading that gives you the equivalent of armpit temperature if it's below 97.8 then your thyroid's not working properly if you do a blood test and it shows normal levels, that doesn't mean that the T3 is inside the cell working. If it's inside the cell, then your body temperature is normal between 98.2 and 97.8. So it's a simple test. If it's a female and you're still getting your menstrual cycle, you start third day into your cycle and do it for 30 days. And if it's consistently below 
excuse me, 97.8, then the thyroid is not working. Plus, relating all the symptoms that you so eloquently listed, and even ringing in the ears has to do with low thyroid because of muscle spasms, um, muscle pain, ligament weakness, hypermobility, palpitations of the heart, digestion problems, um, disequilibrium, panic attacks, um, depression. You know, they're all related to the thyroid. And yeah, traditional is. doctors don't connect the dots. They put you on, you know, SSRI drugs or Prozac, which has three molecules of fluoride in it, which further makes you more depressed. And that's why you kill your boyfriend or your spouse. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's, it's, it, Dr. Jerry says that jokingly, but he is serious about that. You, you know, how many times a day do you wear about here? Do you read and see people going crazy with guns? Uh, the thyroid is the canary in the coal mine. And you know what? When your thyroid is, is low, you know what goes up? Your cholesterol. And what happens when you have a high cholesterol with 99% of the doctors? Automatic prescription for, for what drug, Dr. Jerry? Statins. Uh, statins. What's statins. Statins Lipitor, do? do they have anything to do? Do they have anything to do with your thyroid? Oh, my God. It's all tightly intertwined. Yeah, I mean, you wrote a beautiful paper on that, and I, I love it about how the thyroid and the statins uh, uh, are are intimately entwined and, and interfere. The statins interfere with TSH levels. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it is all connected. The dots are connected. Okay, uh, so. You, know, if you, you, you had an interesting point about the uh, levothyroxine that you were going to mention. Yeah, I'm going to mention. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring that up again. Um, uh, the levothyroxine uh, that is, you know, Synthroid is the most commonly prescribed drug in the world. Okay, uh, but uh, the levothyroxine has been contaminated. It has contaminants in it. And if your your pharmacist has not called you, you should call your pharmacist uh, to ask him if your batch is contaminated. It just and it gives us uh, and I'll find the article when uh, when I get to that page. But uh, it it doesn't work. It is proven not to be effective uh, in your thyroid. So um, yeah, you want to be. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. I had forgotten about that. We talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, about this, that study. No, that study was a recall on on levothyroxin. All right, let's. Here it is. Here, uh, levothyroxin, according to this study, f- fails to normalize thyroid hormone signaling. A systematic review and meta-analysis suggests that levothyroxin treatment fails to normalize the biological markers of the thyroid hormone. It, it, it not only was it contaminated? It didn't work. Ninety-nine studies, including thirty-two that included healthy controls. Okay, and it was funded by the NIH. So, if you're on levothyroxine, the trade name is Synthroid, and you're not doing well. If you're still having thinning hair, you're still having mood changes, you're depressed, you're retaining fluid. Uh, you might want to ask your doctor uh, to put you on a whole thyroid, uh, like uh, Nature Thyroid or WP Thyroid or Armor Thyroid. Uh, I have not had a lot of success with Armor ever since they had a, a, 
a control problem. But Nature Throid has been through all kinds of tests, and uh, it, it, it stood the test of time. Do you have any others that you recommend for your patients, uh, Jerry? No, I well, I've been taking the uh, Nature Throid for probably 48 years now, and um, you know most of the doctors <clears throat> that balk about it, you know, have no experience. And I had one friend of mine; he was like uh, 90 years old, and his doctor was giving him a bag about it. And after three months, all his thyroid tests were in the normal range. So he said, well, I guess it's okay. But (laughs) (laughs) it's it's amazing. You know, people are are down on things they're not up on. And uh, and plus they're embarrassed (laughs) because they're not aware of, you know, these natural uh, medications. And you have to realize that the pig physiologically is the closest thing to humans. That's why they use pig valves and so forth. but the name of the game is, if your thyroid's not working, uh, you're in deep trouble. I mean, across the board, um, mental, physical, and chemical well-being, it, it's all about the canary. And, uh, you know, these vaccines, like I said, some of them are getting trapped in that thyroid and, and causing, you know, problems. And when your doctor tells you, oh, the vaccines are safe, you politely ask them, um, how come that the health uh, the department of health and human services admitted that they've never in the last 30 years filed a vaccine safety report that's what came mm. out of the lawsuit that uh, robert kennedy junior f kennedy junior filed against the united states government and won by the way because the health and human services never never filed a vaccine safety report in over 30 years. So it's all BS. It's, you know, it reminds me, uh, Dr. Ron, and um, when when you bought a used car and had so many problems, you know, the, the poor guy drove it back to the used car lot and he saw the salesman talking to a, a new customer and he rolled down the window. He said, by the way, you the guy that sold me this car? And he says, yeah, I think so. He says, could you please tell me all the good things about it again? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You know that reminds me, and I'll find the uh, find the reference in a minute. But uh, there's a vaccine court, a vaccine uh, compensation court. Mm-hmm. The number one vaccine that they spend money settling is the the flu shot, more than the MMR. Well, it has more thimerosal than the other uh, flu shots. Wow. Yes. Yeah, perspective so you know right away it attacks the nervous system you know back in the 30s Eli Lilly discovered thimerosal sent samples to the other pharmaceutical companies and the reply was how how can you use this stuff it's a neurotoxin when you know in laboratory animals when they want to create a a neurological dysfunction they give them thimerosal (laughs) yeah seriously yeah Yeah, it's nuts I mean, if you, if you drop a drop a, uh, a, a, a thermometer, mercury thermometer, you have to call a hazmat team. But it's okay. We'll just inject it to you. That'll be all right. Well, you call your mother-in-law to clean it up. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Do you remember the old days when we thought mercury was safe and we used to play with it? Did you oh, ever do God. that? Absolutely. Yeah, a cap- make, make copper. You took a copper penny and you make it silver. I used yeah. to break my father's thermometer just to get the mercury. <laughs> but you know well, what, the, what the real crime in the whole situation was? The 1986 Act granted unprecedented economic immunity 
to the pharmaceutical companies for injuries caused by their products, and they eviscerated or neutered the economic incentive for them to manufacture safe vaccine products or improve any of the existing products. I mean, it basically destroyed the whole health industry. Hmm. Awful situation. Well, Dr. Dan, now we know what to watch out for with you. That's why I got all these problems, because I played with mercury a lot. And I really did. <laughs> I used to have I used to have containers full of it. <laughs> but nobody knew back then. Well we can tell the temperature by looking at your forehead now, right? <laughs> right. Doctors used to walk around the hospital smoking cigarettes. The nurses smoked. They smoked with oxygen. They didn't know. And I was right there watching it. I saw it. That's and I'm sure you did too, Ron. Uh, yep. people just didn't know the seriousness of smoking and all these other things that we're learning now. So there you go. All right. So thyroid is, is this canary in the coal mine. It is uh, uh, a warning uh, that there's other things going on that you have toxicity in your body. And that's why, you know, we have to have another program on how to detox, but it's really important. And one of the best things you can do to detox, ladies and gentlemen, is infrared saunas. And don't put a cell phone up to your head. You put a cell phone up to your head, you're going to have that mercury just transfer from your blood to your brain. So, again, we've talked about EMF. Maybe we should talk about it every day, but don't put cell phones near your head or close to your body. The EMFs are toxic. They are not a canary in the coal mine. They are the cigarettes of the future. Uh, we'll be looking back on today and say, why weren't we warned more about EMFs like we did when we, were, we, we talked about uh, cigarettes? Why weren't we warned 30 years ago when doctors were smoking them when we had all the commercials? So, uh, right. Also, you shouldn't put your home phone up to your up to your face either. Well, Doctor Jerry will tell you about that. Yeah, he always talks He's about right. the. Uh, I mean, the I learned phone. That, I learned that from him. You mean the uh, cordless? The right, cordless the one I have in front yeah. of me right now, far away from me. Well, the the cordless are nine hundred megahertz, and they're actually worse than their right. cell phone. Correct. They're con- yeah, they're constantly feeding back into the base station to make contact, and uh, they really fry your brain. <laughs> I guess I'm getting fried right now, huh? <laughs> All right, look, let's let's just talk. We know we know that the, the, our environment and the toxic chemicals of glyphosate, the flame retardants, and all can affect your thyroid. Let's let's give our audience some idea what to do, and then let, let's uh, we have a, quite a few callers. Maybe we can open it up for questions. Okay, I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you if your temperature is below ninety seven point eight, and I I would just add one thing, and I'll, I'll ask Dr. Jerry if he agrees with me. Uh, keep that uh, thermometer in there for five minutes under your arm. Uh, yes, absolutely. Good... Yeah. All right. So five minutes under your arm, ninety seven point eight or above, you're okay. If it's below, you probably have thyroid disease. And Dr. Berta Barnes, one of my uh, heroes, uh, would have would have told you that years ago. If you need to have blood tests, okay, make sure you ha- you get the TSH, the T4, the free T3, and antibodies. Now, let me just tell you that T4 and TSH, everybody measures, but the, t- the T4 is uh, 80% of the thyroid hormone. 
Okay, when you measure thyroid hormone generically, 80% of it is T4, but it's only 20% effective. So if you have that's 80%, you know what is the 20%? That's the T3. But the T3 is 80% effective. That's the one doing the work. Okay, stress lowers that T3. So if you need to get some blood work, you need to get, in my opinion, TSH, free T4, free T3, your antibody studies, and if you're under a lot of stress and you're on multiple medications, a reverse T3. A reverse T3 sometimes can shut off all your, your regular T3 so that uh, none of your medication would be effective. Um, so, uh, you know, if you go to a natural practicing, practicing physician, a functional medicine, he may not do blood tests, but if, you know, you're in a situation where uh, – you need them for insurance purposes. You, you have to get them all done, and they have to be interpreted by a by an, a, a holistic physician, uh, a a a regular allopathic physician. If your TSH, which usually ranges between 0.45 and 4.5, if it's 4.5, you say you're okay, but you're not okay. That's with sick people. If it's over two, you got a problem. If your T4, which is usually between 4 and 12, if it's 11, he's going to go, you're okay. But you know what? 8 is, is the operative number. There are optimal numbers for these tests, and your natural practicing physician uh, will, will know these. So the, this thyroid gland is really uh, uh, it's important in all parts of our body. I think it is the canary in the coal mine. It's, I think we have an epidemic of thyroid disease. I think it started the cholesterol problem, in my opinion. Uh, if, if we would have aggressively treated thyroid diseases, we wouldn't have the cholesterol problem we have now. And uh, so if you do have a thyroid condition, you should work with your practitioner. And I'll use Dr. Jerry's term, get to the splinter. Get to the root of the problem. See if you can figure out why your thyroid is in the condition it is in. And then try and heal it naturally with a good uh, pig uh, uh, replacement uh, uh, and maybe avoiding, you know, and then avoiding things. Uh, I'm going to just, I would advise, and I'm going to, Dr. Jerry's in the field and he's practicing, so if he thinks differently, I want him to speak up. But avoid soy, okay? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Soy is bad, and also flax oil has three times more phytoestrogens than soy. Okay. Would you avoid? Uh, would you advise avoiding gluten? Oh, absolutely. Well, see, okay. the, one of the big problems is that it's genetically modified, and one of the problems is that the glycemic index is dramatically increased. So when your when your index goes up, your insulin goes up, you're increasing more inflammation in the body. A low thyroid causes systemic inflammation. And we know from Dr. Wong's research that inflammation causes fibrosis. So you're speeding up the aging process. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I agree with that. And I'm going to just go a few more things that I wrote down to avoid. Uh, Goitrogen's. And I, I think if they're cooked, uh, you, you'll be okay in moderation. But the uh, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, sprouts cabbage, uh, they are supposedly goitrogens that block thyroid hormone production. 
I, I, in my opinion, I think you got to eat a lot of it to ha- for that to happen. But again, I'll defer see what Dr. Jerry thinks. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head when you're cooking it. You're destroying the factors that are preventing the the thyroid from uh, being, you know, hampered. Um, another interesting thing uh, is the unsaturated fats. A lot of them are suppressing thyroid function. Okay, so avoid. The the the, uh, the the canola oils, the soy oils, right. the vegetable oils in general. Cottonseed, yeah, all the junky oils, corn yeah, oil. And um, then then I would go with the next step and say replace that with coconut oil because coconut oil does interfere with the conversion of T4 to T3 as other oils do. And I found coconut oil increases your metabolism. It can help you lose right. weight, right? Absolutely. So, uh, I think the key there, ladies and gentlemen, is virgin coconut oil. And duct right. tape. That will lower your caloric intake. <laughs> and one other thing. I think it's really important, especially for the folks up in the Northeast, to optimize your vitamin D levels. Okay? Vitamin D deficiency, ladies and gentlemen, contributes to thyroid illnesses because it hinders the conversion. I'm reading this because this is a recent article I just read hinders the conversion of T4 to T3 inside the cells. Vitamin deficiency will result in more antibodies that harm your thyroid gland and increase symptoms of Hashimoto's disease, which is a autoimmune disease of your thyroid. Okay, so vitamin D, ladies and gentlemen, especially and now that you're not going to be exposed to the sun. Well, most doctors think that if it's a level of 20 or 30 micrograms per deciliter, that that's normal. It should be 50 to 70. So that's a real, you know, dysfunction there from the uh, the traditional medical doctors. And you touched on a real sensitive subject, uh, autoimmune. Um, the body doesn't attack itself for no reason. And, you know, I've always mentioned this story about my own daughter who was diagnosed with Hashimoto's about four or five years ago. And she basically had Epstein-Barr virus in her thyroid from high school. So these viruses lie dormant from earlier periods and under stress, whether it be psychological, physical, or chemical, or, you know, dietary, uh, you know, ver- uh, distortions, these viruses then pop up. And if you don't, re- you know, when my daughter told the endocrinologist, my dad's going to treat me alternatively, he says it doesn't work. Well, three months later, all her tests were 100% normal, and all her symptoms disappeared. So, you know, they didn't have the the humanicity. I'm coining a new word, humanicity, to call me to say, "Gee, yeah. what did you do?" To, so I can help my other patients. Wow, I mean, isn't that? And they're so egotistical; they won't even talk about it. They're so brainwashed from medical school on they they won't even they, they they don't know there's another way of treating diseases and it's it's really not a disease in the sense because if you have a foreign body, the body's just doing its job by attacking it because it doesn't belong there Wow yeah you're Jerry, right. uh, I have a question for you uh, when you sure. mentioned the flax oil yes um what about the flax seeds or the flax powder? That they, I would uh, still, I would still not uh, eat them. Avoid them. Yes, I would. Okay. I've I've had a tendency to take those, but I won't. Okay. I'll avoid yeah, them. I mean, and, and you know, they are estrogen estrogen producing, and uh, and as Doctor oh. Wong said, 
over 90 some percent of cancers are estrogen related. So, you know, especially being a male, you don't you want you don't you don't want your estrogen high. Yes, I am. Okay, I'll well, and just a, just as a point, if you if you do go for a blood test, please do not take biotin uh, because biotin, uh, a B vitamin, can influence the results of your thyroid test uh, because it, it increases your thyroid hormone production because you know a lot of your thyroid hormone is in the gut and biotin affects the gut, so uh, it can cause you, your blood test to look like you're overactive in your thyroid. Mm. And when indeed you're not. So biotin is one of those vitamins that a lot of people take for, I don't know if people are taking it now for uh, hair growth or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, it, there's no doubt that it does affect your blood work. Okay? What about the amount that, that's in the uh, multivitamins that are taken every day, the amount of biotin in that? Well, they're saying anything from 2 to 10 milligrams. It needs mm. to be stopped 3 to 5 days before you go to get your blood test. 2 to okay. 10 milligrams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, it's it's believable and it's out there, but you know, we're the only ones talking about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I never I, heard anybody would, else mention it. No. I would bet that if we ever had a, a contest, that if, uh, if some of our uh, listeners go to their doctor and have them ask the question, that will will the biotin interfere with my blood test? We should probably offer a prize to the doctor that, that knew the answer. <laughs> I've never heard it mentioned. No. So you're right about that. In fact, I have something for Dr. Jerry. Yes. Uh, so uh, 
stay healthy. Stay, have an attitude of gratitude. Have a positive outlook. Uh, all and Dr. Ron, just remember, when you get down and out, just remember that you were the most active sperm or egg in the whole lot. Reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother was looking at her kids and her grandkids, and she said, look, if it wasn't for the fact that I had sex, none of this would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just that one time. There you go, and it all starts right there. Well, I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and, and Dan and, and Jerry, we have a friend, uh, uh, Fred Cooper, who played guitar with B.B. Uh, King for five years. And tomorrow we're going in the recording studio. He's written an original uh, number for, for our podcast. We'll see how it turns out and see if it will be ready for next week's program. Uh, so uh, thank you, Mr. Freddie Cooper. He's, he's just an incredible musician. Uh, he moved uh, from Philadelphia down here to southwest Florida to enjoy our nice weather. Uh, he has a recording studio. He, he's an incredible guitar player. And he's played all over the world with B.B. King. So we're looking forward to uh, a good recording tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll air uh, that next week. Well, you know, another hour flew by, and and, uh, I think, you know, we covered the flu pretty good. Uh, We covered uh, what you have to know about thyroid diseases and thyroid. and It is a a harbinger of of bad things that could happen to your body. Uh, It's a little gland in your thigh, in your neck, right above your uh, cartilage. But uh, please, uh, you know, if you're a vegetarian or use sunblocks, please make sure you take some vitamin D. Keep that thyroid healthy. And uh, next week... uh, uh, our topic will be, and we'll make this up as we go along here. I, I think what we should talk about is being hydrated because uh, Dr. Jerry introduced uh, the concept of structured water. And it's drinking water is important, but it's really important that it gets into the cells. So you, we need to hydrate our cells and not just drink gobs of water and we have to talk about salt because salt is uh, you know we're, we're, our, body, our body is a lot of salt you know we have uh, like 80 some percent of our from our neck up is is water and, uh, and maybe 70 some percent from our neck down is water and we are, are born in seawater seawater contains 92 minerals so Celtic salt and Himalayan salt have like 72 minerals. Why are we using sodium chloride? And maybe we have a discussion on salt next week. So between water and salt, I think that will be a, a good topic for next week if, if my co-hosts agree. Sounds good, good to me. Good one. All right. And uh, I think it'll be a good topic because uh, they, the, the salt police are out there along with the uh, uh, fat police and uh, – they are just uh, on the wrong side of, of right. So uh, we need to talk about that. Okay. Well, we had another a great, great show, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and Dr. Uh, Ron, I don't care what you say. I'm still getting my flu shot because I'm not missing that on that 20% discount at Walgreens. <laughs> I went to $10 at CVS. I'm getting that shot. 
Have fun, guys. We'll see you next week. Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored here on Block Talk Radio. Hope you enjoyed the program. Tune in next week at 4 o'clock for another interesting discussion on salt and water. Have a great week. See you then. Mm-hmm.